This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I, I just think I'm going to love uh, watching back and uh, watching this story just kind of develop over the next uh, few weeks and months because it's going to be very interesting, I think, to see what happens. It's the old uh, don't quit a job until you have the other job. Secure. Mm, how and, cool was – I and, know where you're going with this check so, so San Diego State uh, informed the Mountain West that they wanted to resign from the conference yeah. because they thought they were going to get the better offer. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like the Brady Bunch episode where the nerdy kid asks Marsha for a date, and she thinks that the star quarterback is going to ask her mm-hmm. to the big high school dance, yeah. and she tells the nerdy kid. Uh, that she can't go, and he says, "Oh, uh, what's 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 going on?" And she said, "Well, something suddenly came up," and then and then the star quarterback did that to her when the sexy cheerleader decided he wanted to go with her to the school dance, and he said to her, "Oh, something suddenly came up." Well, you know, for San Diego State, they said, "Hey, we want we want out," and then and then they realized, "Oh." We're we're not going to get the ask just yet from the Pac-12. Yeah, and so then they said, "Hey, hold up there. We want to. We're we we're, we're not resigning. We didn't resign." And the Mountain West now has said, "Oh, but you did." And guess what? We're going to do. We're going to withhold six point six million dollars from you, and uh, this will be your first installment for the exit fee, which is. Basically, about $17 million. Mm. The reason that they, quote, intended to resign is they had to do that before uh, July 1st uh, in order to cut down on an exit fee of uh, $34 million to about $17 million. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that, that, that saved them some money. But now, now they don't have uh, a dance to go to. So the president of the university... Uh, Adela de la Torre, Torre said this uh, to the Mountain West in a letter. <laughs> we previously advised you that SDSU, I'm assuming they don't want to be called San Diego State anymore, had not made a final determination as to whether to resign from the Mountain West Conference. I'm glad they said whether, because I'm a big just whether, you don't need whether or not, just whether, decided as whether to resign. I'm pleased to advise you that SDSU has decided to remain in the Mountain West and therefore will not be resigning at this time. But the Mountain West said, oh, oh, but you did. Oh, contraire, <laughs> yeah. mon frere. In, in connection with our receipt of the SDSU notice of resignation, the Mountain West is withholding more than $6.6 million payment that was due to the school this week as part of that exit fee. I wonder how that's going to go. That's now, not going to go well because that's that's a couple or three sports not getting funded right there. Oh yeah, at least um, now the San Diego Union Tribune says lawyers from both sides are actively involved in the issue. I bet they are shocked to hear that. Shocked to show us your <laughs> shock face. <laughs> 
the Pac-12 is uh, still looking for its new media rights deal. They have, then they, they, it says this in this article on Yahoo, has yet to find a replacement for UCLA and USC. Oh, by the way, there is there is no replacement. <laughs> yes, there is. SMU and Rice are coming down there to bring the valuable Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston television markets. Yeah. Of course, San Diego State is coming off of a, you know, basically a, a huge run in the national championship to yeah. the national championship game in which they lost to UConn. They were feeling them, feeling their oats there. They were feeling their oats. Yeah, and said, don't you know who we are? Yeah. <laughs> and most of the Pac-12 said, no, actually, who are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I – now here's, here's the question for you. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather have San Diego State – and Arizona and Arizona State and Utah and leave out Colorado. No. You'd rather have no. Colorado? No. Yeah. Give me Colorado. Okay. okay. San Diego State. I mean, uh, what's their history? No, Whack. Not, not much. Whack Mountain West. Yeah. Not much. I mean, can. They don't it, really bring any. They bring nothing to the table. Yeah. I would tell I you mean, Colorado brings very little to the table. Uh, name recognition. It's a name recognition. More importantly, they're the gateway to other schools in the Pac-12. That's for so because the gateway to Arizona, Arizona yeah. State, and, and maybe Utah. We don't, no, Utah, Utah can get the same picture of my middle finger we're sending to McCullough. Why is that? <laughs> those guys. Well, remember, those guys didn't want to have any. When we started talking about the four corner schools, they were like, "What is this? We're not. We're not going to the Big 12. So we're in the Pac-12, and they were the first to stay. We're going to go down with this ship here. And theirs is more about um, being separate from BYU. They don't want to look at it as a, you know, hey, we're coming along with BYU. We're could be tr- that. You could have the Holy War, though. Uh, they, I mean, that is – that's a nasty little rivalry. Yeah. They well, that would that be good. I mean, rivalries are good for sports. They are good for sports. And, and, and nasty rivalries are good for sports. Cause yeah, I but they – I don't think we have enough of those right now because they're all splitting up. I think they're, they're more willing to be irrelevant, which they could be rendered here very soon, <clears throat> than to be with BYU. And I think even if a life raft were thrown to them, after all is said and done, I think they'd still not take it. Really? I think they'd rather go back to the Mountain West. Why would they want to do that? I do not know. But they, they worked so hard. There's to a lot get of money in the Big 12 for them. The, yeah, there is. But they worked so hard to get themselves from the Mountain West into the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And, and they looked at that as a a step up, a you know brushing off of BYU, who doesn't necessarily need that. I mean, it's helpful to them. They really do. They've got a national network there, a Notre Dame type following nationally. And they just, you know, Utah has always kind of found themselves in the in the little brother category to them. And and being in the Pac-12 was the leg up that they've, that they've had over BYU all these years. And I don't think that they're willing to give that up to go and be an also-ran. Because at one point, they used to be in the same conference together. They were in the, they were in the WAC together. They were in the Mountain West together. Uh, for a, a brief time before BYU Bolton went independent. Well, I mean, you could you could you could say to a degree that the Big Twelve is a conference of little brothers. Oh, thanks, Chuck. No, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, it's just you could you could you could say that. I mean, Iowa State is to Iowa. You know, Oklahoma State is to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're a little brother to a degree. 
You have to admit that. The hell you say, Chuck. Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, you have you have to you have to admit that. I mean, I'm not um, I'm not, I'm not admitting anything. K State's a bit of a little brother. Um, so who is Kansas? A little brother to Missouri. Well, in football, they're a little brother to K State to everybody, everybody to everybody. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and and uh, somebody asked, does CU have a baseball team? No, they do not. No, they don't. You know, they can play. I mean, Iowa TCU State and scrimmage. Baylor are little brothers as well. To who? Well, I, I, well, if you're a little brother to somebody, you have to be a little brother to to, to somebody. So who is it then? Oh, I think in the state of Texas, they're a st- they're a little brother of Texas. Okay. They, they, I mean, it's just it, it it's just a fact. The, the point is, I think Utah is going through a little bit with BYU the same way Texas A and M is doing with Texas showing up. They are, you know, A and M was wholly against that. Mm-hmm. You know. They they pointed out, hey, we have this one team per conference rule, and you guys aren't aren't letting other schools. Now you're letting Texas come. And, and what do you mean one team per conference? There is so outside of the original six that you know that, that where you have Vanderbilt and Tennessee, and and you have uh, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State, um, and uh, Alabama, Auburn. You notice that there's every other state only has one school. And that's by design. Okay. And in the SEC. And in the SEC. And when Texas rolled in, well, that really kind of changed things. I mean, because Clemson had tried to get in for a long time. South Carolina blocked it. Florida State tried to get in. South uh, Florida blocked it. Uh, Georgia Tech, remember, they used to be a part of the SEC, and they bolted. They were part of the originals. So, uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty hard and fast rule until Texas came along. And now that rule somehow went away. <laughs> It's amazing what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're going to get. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens with Texas and, and Oklahoma in the SEC. Oh, I can tell you what's going to happen. They're going to they're going to get their lunch ate. <laughs> I can't wait to that first conference meeting. They're going to walk in there and hey, hey, we're here. Hey, here's some here's some things we're going to want to do. And and uh, Alabama and LSU, Tennessee and Georgia, and Auburn are like, uh, hold up. Who are you again? <laughs> and we're going to we're we're UT. No, 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 no. Those guys over there in the brighter orange Tennessee, they're UT. You're Texas. And you're going to sit in that little table over there and do what we tell you to do. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. And here with that is the one, the only George Christopher Sneed. Morning, Chuck. Good morning, uh, fine listening audience. Good morning, Jeff McGuire. It is July 5th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Chuck, I don't care what you said on Monday. We are all going to make it. Some of us are going to make it. So. Not, not everybody will make it today. Well, we will. All right. Uh, Chuck, 1914 on this day, Major League uh, Baseball's Boston Braves, who were 26-40, and 40, are 15 games back in the National League, mm-hmm. and they would go on to win the World Series in Woo! four over the Philadelphia A's. How about that? Yeah, how about that? 1934, Chuck. Lou Gehrig, heard of him? Sure have. He hits his record 17th uh, career Grand Slam and an 8-3 win over the Washington Senators, first in war, first in peace, and last in the American League. Do you think the Nationals should have been the Senators again? Uh, No, they can't because the Senators franchise itself all moved to Texas and became the Rangers. So they don't – it's not the – it's all not, that all that history went to Arlington. Okay. 
So you can't just because. And I guess now, you could you say can, that can, the expo history went from Montreal to Washington. It did. Yeah. It did. So there you go. Yeah. 1947, Chuck. Cleveland Indians rookie Larry Doby becomes the first black player in the American League when he strikes out uh, in a uh, six to five loss versus the Chicago Pale Hose. He would uh, become the first black manager in the American League as well. Yeah. About that. Did you know that? Uh, I did know that. Okay. Yeah, I did know that. Uh, 1953, Chuck. Phillies pitcher Robin Roberts hurls his 28th consecutive Major League complete game in a 2 nothing win over the Pirates of Pittsburgh. Boy, the complete game is a shell of its former self. Absolutely. Why is it a big deal now? Because it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, Does and, that disappoint you? Yeah, I think that there's a little bit too much babying of arms nowadays. And um, you had guys that would, would hand them the ball and they'd give it back to you on Tuesday. Okay. You know? And... Um, <laughs> And they would fight to. It's 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 funny. Now, granted, you didn't have guys throwing, you didn't put in that stress. You know, a hundred hundred mm-hmm. plus uh, with hammer sliders like the way they do now. You just had you had guys who were pitchers, not throwers. And you have a lot of throwers now, and the throwers, you know, they. You also didn't have guys back then who were specializing in pitching. You didn't have guys uh, playing travel ball from the age of eight going to, you know, we're going to go play in a, in, a, in a World Series this weekend. Well, how many teams are it? Four. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play another one next week. Give me a break. If that offends you, travel ball dad, then be offended. Uh, 1975, Wimbledon men's tennis. Arthur Ashe becomes the first African-American to win Wimbledon. He beats... Uh, Jimmy Connors, 6-1-6-1-5-7-6-4. I already know your commentary. I'm, Just go I'm, ahead and I'm say not, it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you two. 1987, uh, A's first baseman, Mark McGuire, becomes the first rookie to hit 30 home runs before the All-Star break. Did you hear that? 30 mm-hmm. home runs before the All-Star break. Yeah, Mark McGuire. By, was a, he, by was a rookie. He, was he, oh, the, that was before he got this, roided this up. This is before he got roided up. Yeah. He was he was just the USA skinny little kid is he, from USC. Is he a Hall of Famer in your mind? I think he is. Just uh, you know, he's one of those guys that had Hall of Fame numbers before, just like Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And uh, and Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame too. And all the other guys that are that are left out. The, you know the, the the difference between the guys that are roided up and got in the Hall of Fame and the guys that are roided up and didn't is that the guys that are roided up and didn't were jerks to reporters. Are you are you with me that since Bud Seeley got put into the Hall of Fame that that just totally just takes you know all the um, kind of all the uh, wristbands it, off as it, or you know, handcuffs absolutely, off absolutely absolutely because I mean he he, he, he allowed, allowed it, it. He, he, he allowed you know, it. He he let that happen and, and just looked the other way. I mean, yep. remember you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen, and he allowed it to happen. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Handcuff. What, what was the word I'm looking for there? Handcuffs, maybe. 1993, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Ricky Henderson. Ricky be Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> All you guys with tenure get to sit up here in the fort in the front row. Well, Ricky got 15 year. <laughs> True quote. <laughs> Do you hear that uh, 
the, the what happened? To, tell it to everybody what happened. Uh, and I, he he leads off both games of Oakland's doubleheader against Cleveland with home runs. First time since 1913 that he, he had like 29 leadoff home runs in his career, which is just amazing. Uh, but he got someone was talking to him about uh, John 316. Mm-hmm. Is why is everybody talking about John 316? Ricky hitting 336. <laughs> Sometimes true, you just can't make that sta- up. True statement. I mean, we, and we, we Ricky, really, great athlete, not the smartest guy in the world. We don't really have those characters anymore, it seems like, right? <laughs> and he always referred to himself in the third person. He did, without a doubt. He did. I love, I love the fact, you know, he stole, he beat Lou Brock, you know. And, uh, and he steals his uh, base. He steals third base, of all things. And then they, they hand him the base. They hand him a mic. And he goes, today, I am the greatest of all time. Ricky is the greatest. <laughs> <sighs> you see any of yourself in, in no, Ricky Henderson? None. Okay. None. I know, I know you love to think that. Every once in a while, no. I see a little bit of that. 1998, Chuck. Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Roger Clemens corrects his 3,000th career strikeout in a 2-1 to one win over the Tampa Bay people forget Devil that, Rays back then. People forget that Roger Clemens played for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, for, what, two glorious seasons? A couple of years, but he won a Cy well, Young with them. Yeah, well, he won a Cy Young everywhere. Hmm. Six of them. Gave one to all his kids. <laughs> Produced that Kobe Clemens kid down there that was a complete jerk store. It's National Apple Turnover Day, Chuck. Oh, I can get behind that. I can get behind an Apple Turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, born on this day, former Red Raider DH Zach Reams. Okay, I'm a Reamer. 27 years old. Born on this day, no longer playing in the All Star Game. Shohei Otani. Oh, he's out. Huh? Yeah, I got a blister. Oh, that's he's not too pitching. Bad. He's still going to hit. Okay, okay. And there it is. That's the he's no longer pitching. Okay, he's 29 years old. Would you empty the bank? I've got shirts older than him. Would you empty the bank to uh, to get uh, Shohei Otani on the Rangers? Yes. Do yes. You, do you think that's possible? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Born on this day, Huey Lewis. Oh, man, I love me some Huey Lewis. In fact, I heard a Huey Lewis in the news song on my way to work this morning on 93.7 The Eagle. Really? You know, me and the lucky lady saw, well, we were going to a Jimmy Buffett concert, okay? And mm-hmm. she's a big fan of Jimmy Buffett. Have, have you ever been to a Jimmy Buffett concert? No, I'm not a parrot head. Oh, well, I'm just telling you, the pregame, the pregame for Jimmy Buffett is highly inappropriate and highly entertaining and something that you really needed to go do once, okay? Okay. But the, a lot of the parrot heads were getting a little upset with me because I, I referred to it as Huey Lewis... Uh, that uh, Jimmy Buffett was closing for Huey Lewis. Because <laughs> Huey Lewis came out, Huey Lewis came out, and uh, he just stood there in front of that crowd at Frisco, uh, that soccer stadium, and he, he just kind of looked at everybody, and they, there was this pregnant pause, and the whole stadium is silent. What are you laughing? Huh? Why are you laughing? I love the story. And he says, my name's Huey Lewis, and this is the news. And they went right into the heartbeat of rock and roll. You guys, did Jeff McGuire set me up for this? Huey Lewis, 73. In parentheses, 73. In parentheses wait for Chuck Huey Lewis, then this is the news story. <laughs> Screw you and guys. And I did. 
Screw you guys. What? It's a great story. It is a good story. It is a great story. You are nothing if not predictable, Chuck Hines. Uh, Jason Allen is 40 I can be predictable on this day in sports history from time to time. Jason Allen is 40 years old. I do still. It is still a good story. It is a. It's a great story, and you tell it great. The best was the woman sitting next to me offering me this a doobie right before Jim, Jimmy Buffett went. I said, "No, I'm good." Born on this day, Goose Gossage. Man, I hated that guy. I loved that guy when he when I when he was playing for the Yankees. I hated that guy. And then he pitched for the Rangers. Loved him even more. That mustache right there. That guy he had was a big a old shawl in right there. He was, he was part of those Yankees that were just absolute goons. Dead on this day, still dead. Ted Williams, American Baseball Hall of Famer. Last player to bat over 400. 406. Mm-hmm. Had a chance to take the day off on the last day of the season. Went ahead and hit. And uh, he was a 19-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, AL MVP in 1946. 49 triple. Oh. Uh, he was AL MVP in 46 and 49. Uh, triple crown in 42. Uh, and 47. Mm-hmm. And he dies at 84 on this day. In 1946, Chuck, the bean, bikini was introduced. Gotta love it. That's Gotta it. love it, right? Yeah. It says right there. Right wait there, for the right music. There. No, it didn't say that. It just says the bikini was introduced today. <laughs> and men all around the country said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, good morning with Chris Need who's in for Jamie and uh, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. All right, so my question for you. You beat Oregon. You go 3-0 and in the non-conference. Mm-hmm. Would you take 8-4 and right now? No. If you, if you beat Oregon in the non-conference, you go 3-0 and in the non-con. It means you have a, 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 a victory over a top 10 team. Mm-hmm. There's no chance I'm, I'm taking okay. eight and four. No, I, th- I, th- I, think, I think that opinion would be uh, very popular mm-hmm. if I stopped a thousand cars over here at Sixth uh, and Avenue uh, Q. You beat, you beat Oregon, and depending on the way you beat them, you know, you, you beat them a touchdown or more. You know, expectations will change. I, I, I just think you <laughs> I, I think if you beat them by a point, um, well sure, sure. You if know. you win the game, I mean you it I mean television's not gonna care or the, the, the talking heads are not gonna care, you know, if you win the game. I mean it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a major upset. I mean and it's that's your introduction to the world. I I just I just wanna point this out to you. Um, when it comes to the regular year, your last eight-win season was 2009. Your last eight-win regular season was 2009. Mm-hmm. And you you did that in 2008 as well. Mm-hmm. You did that in 2007. Mm-hmm. And you did that in 2005. So five, seven, eight, and nine. Um, four out of five years you you did that. Uh, and you also did that in 2002. So you did it five times in the Leach era. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't do it. You did it one time in the Spike Dykes era, okay. 1989. Went nine and three over year. You went nine and three, it, right? Well, you went eight and was eight and three in the regular season. Eight and three in the regular year. Mm-hmm. You did not do that at all in the Jerry Moore era. 
barely won any games in the Jerry Moore. Right. Did you win eight games in the Jerry Moore era? Uh, back to back years, you went four and seven. So okay, <laughs> and then it took him his first three years to win eight games. Wow, one one nine and one, um, four and seven, and then uh, three seven and one. Wow, and uh, it's like Is it, he only was here three years, right? He was here five. Five years? Wow. Yeah. Rex Dockery was here three. He never yeah. went. He never won eight games. But again, these guys were Rex playing Dockery. eleven. Rex Dockery, what? Uh, I was gonna. I was trying to uh, say something, but I don't think that was correct. And so I'm gonna. I stopped myself mid-sentence. What did you think he was gonna? What, what, what were we gonna say? Well, he, I mean, I was gonna say something that was incorrect. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna put that in the universe. Um, Steve Sloan won ten games in '76. Kid coach. And Jim Carlin won. He yeah he went uh, ten and two. Sloan did. Carlin went eleven and one in seventy three. Do you want to step outside and talk about this? <laughs> Jim Carlin famously the Red Raider Club luncheon. Is that right? Yeah, somebody somebody was uh, critical of him, and he asked if they wanted to step outside <laughs> the Red Raider Club luncheon. <laughs> I miss those Red Raider Club luncheons. I yeah. so my my I guess my point is. I'd, you, I'd, you, I mean, you, you kind of poo-poo the the eight-win regular season, but you haven't had one since two thousand and nine. Okay, I don't disagree. But, 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 I don't but, but, disagree with what you're Not saying. Not all eight-win seasons are created equally. Okay, no, no doubt. And, and and you know, let's let's go back to the eight-win seasons of the of the Mike Leach era. Those were those were created with four non four non conference games yes. against against tomato cans, and so and then and then a four and four record in the, in the Big Twelve. That's not necessarily just running out an eight win season. Don't don't disagree with you. Okay, I'm just saying before you just wholeheartedly dismiss this. I'm not dismissing it. You have a legit. I mean, you've got. Uh, that Wyoming game is not a joke. I mean, let's, it's not. We've all we've all kind of moved that one to the left hand column already. I know, but You're that right. game is not a joke right there. And by the way, they have a twenty nine thousand, thirty thousand seat stadium, and they're going to be hell bent for leather when the Red Raiders come rolling in there. Mm-hmm. By the way, the last time you went there, you got worked, and that was in 1990, 91. You got worked, and they came down here the next year and worked you again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Before we think that this this place is just, you know, we're going to go up to Laramie and walk in there with our mm-hmm. shiny Big 12 helmets and everything, those guys are laying in wait for you. Fancy. Everything fancy, you know? Yeah. Everything everything fancy. You know, you're, you're not. I mean. You are not wrong on that. So, you've got that, and then you've got Tarleton State as, a, as your tomato can, mm-hmm. and then you've got Oregon. And so, two of your three uh, non-conference games are are real games. Yeah. I mean, it, it might be an underrated game. It's a Mountain West game. It's, but that's a sneaky good team up there. Mm-hmm. And so if you're 3-0 and coming out of non-conference, yeah, my expectations are going to change. And so I'm going to I'm gonna poo-poo an eight-win season. If if we go 3-0 and in non-con and then, and then finish up 8-3, and Something bad has happened. You've lost something somewhere you shouldn't have in the regular in the in the conference season. We did not play Wyoming in nineteen ninety. Nineteen eighty nine. Okay, let me go back to nineteen eighty. No, no, no. Sorry, ninety one, ninety two. Hey, Jeff, do you have a do you have an opinion on that? Would you take Would you take the eight win season? 
I am not predicting an eight-win season. I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't offer me an eight-win season and me take it right now. You go 0-3 in the non-conference and get an eight-win season. I'm not taking it right now. Yeah. There's not a game on this schedule that, that I look at and say you can't win. That There's no hope. You might have to have some things go your way. Right. No, I, I, would, but, but I don't disagree with you. I also don't think that you're going to win every game on your schedule. There is not an eight. If you were to offer me eight wins right now, I'm turning it down because there's a chance you could win nine. Okay. Um, if you were to offer me nine, I might think about it because you just don't have a whole lot of those in your history, and those are kind of fun. I don't think there's any question if you offered me nine wins today in the regular year, I'm taking it. But again, I could... I don't think someone saying Tech is going to win 10 games is crazy. Undefeated is a little crazy, Mm -hmm. but just for how hard it is. But 10 wins isn't like outside of the realm of possibility. Do you you want to have a little little trivia here? I know it's probably been mentioned, but do you realize the last time you played at Wyoming, you also had a home game against Oregon? And you lost both of them. You lost at home to Oregon on uh, September the 14th, 1990, 28-13, mm-hmm. in front of 36,000 people at Jones Stadium. 36,308. Here's here's the uh, the weird thing about that. After Oregon beat you that day, mm-hmm. they didn't win a game again for 10 or 11 games until they played you again mm. the next year. Mm. That's, that's t- well, that... <laughs> And that, that Oregon loss was the start of a four-game losing skid yep. in, uh, in 1990. That's just, and this is, this is coming off of the 89 season, which was very good. This is coming off of the 90, 90 season. Oh, the 90 season. Oh, yeah, 91. I'm sorry. 90. <laughs> okay, this is yeah. 90, 91. It was 91-92, not 90-91. Sorry, I had I that. Got, I had my years off by a year. Okay. Uh, you finished strong that year, which Spike did a lot. Yeah, but you didn't go anywhere because you, 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 you stunk out loud in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went six and five, mm-hmm. uh, but you won your last three in '91, beating Arkansas at Jones Stadium, mm-hmm. at Baylor, Floyd Casey, and then winning at Houston uh, to finish up uh, Southwest Conference. This was, and that was at the Astrodome. I believe that was Arkansas's last year in the uh, in the SEC. Okay, no, in the SWC. Mm-hmm. It was either that year or the next year. Well, and how about? How about that playing at the Astrodome yeah. in a regular season game, not not in a bowl game? Yeah, those are the well, those are the uh, John Jenkins, Kim Helton days. Those are John Jenkins days. Uh, no, what was the guy before John Jenkins? Uh, gosh, right, I forgot. June Jones. No, not June Jones. Uh-huh. It wasn't Jack Pardee, was it? Uh, it's John Jenkins. It was John, it was the second season. Okay, remember that was the uh, the guy who used to splice a little. Uh, um, adult film clips into his just game try, film. Just, just see if he was watching. Just see if you could <laughs> see if there, see if you guys are watching here. Little all of a sudden, there's a little bit of in the middle of it. <laughs> a little bit of extra motivation, right? Exactly, John yeah. Jenkins, that dude. Yeah, that guy. Then, uh, man, this is a game that I remember in '92. You opened up, I believe it was a Thursday night. It was a Thursday. Against Houston? No, against uh, Oklahoma. Oh. 15th, 15th, 15th ranked. Uh, lost at 19 to 11? 34 to 9. 34 to 9. This got absolutely Matt worked. Wingo runs back a a uh, a uh, two-point conversion fumble. Okay. For I'm the gonna, for the two points. I'm going to take your word for that. Uh, well, you read it. I mean, look it up. No, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. 
anyway, the bottom line was I just remember that being at that game and Same. and and then seeing this this old man and his wife in the section over there in the northwest corner of the stadium, lower level. It was full at the start of the game. At the end of the game, it was just him. I was like, man, I got a lot of respect for you just sitting there. You took your whooping. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. 7.31 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Time for the question of the day. Here's uh, Chris with that. Oh, I was waiting to see if there was a sound there. Okay. Uh, so based on your um, your question you mm-hmm. put out in the universe, um, whether I would take eight wins. That was after a 3-0 and start. I know. I, I, would I'm you take eight win. wins? Just so based off of that, that. Uh, I am going to just ask you the question, will mm-hmm. Texas Tech win eight games this year? Yes. I believe they will. I've been a seven and five guy, um, but he's I, been I, an eleven and zero guy at one point. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think they, I think they will win eight games. Um, and I, I'm not even sure. For me, at this point, I thought last year, uh, and certainly two years ago, I thought the Houston game were critical games in terms of getting yourself to, you know, six or seven wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the Houston game two years ago was critical for Matt Wells to keep his job. I thought if he lost, I, I thought I, if he lost that game, that he was going to lose his job. Uh, yeah, I think there was some truth to that. And I mean, I'm still surprised it took till Sunday night for him to lose his job after the K State game. Maybe I, he was, maybe he was like Tom Landry. I think uh, I think probably I would have had a much quicker. Uh, and this is probably why I wouldn't be a good athletic director. Um, or president of the university because I really thought I really thought as we sat there waiting for that post game sh- press conference to start because it took longer than normal. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to see a firing right then and there. Mm. I thought Kirby was going to come in and say we have made a decision to relieve Matt Wells of his duties <clears throat> effective immediately. Instead, it took till Monday for it to be official. So yeah. I, th- I think I'm in for eight. Jeff is. N- are you thinking about it now? I'm still. I'm predicting seven and five. Yeah, like that's where I'm predicting. But to go back to the the previous question, you could say ten, and I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's just not. You have pulled even with a lot of the teams in the Big Twelve. That ten wouldn't surprise me. I would be thoroughly excited and enjoying all ten wins. But I don't. I don't know that they're going to win eight. Do you think there's anybody out there right now that is firm on Tech losing their first two games and being one and two in non-conference play? Because I think if you stop the old thousand cars, and I haven't really come up with a better spot. I mean, I don't know if six and Q is a good spot. I don't want to be at fourth and Q because there's just too much traffic there. But I don't know if six and Q is a good spot for my little survey. Still not real totally comfortable stopping 1,000 cars at 6 and Q like I was at 98th and University standing there by the stop sign. But do you think, do you think if, uh, I think there's. What are we if, doing here? Do you, do you <laughs> where, think, where are we stopping cars at? I mean, I don't care. We asked people over there at 19th and Broadway, man. Who cares? 
Can you go to 19th and Broadway? You can't even do that. You can't go to 19th and Broadway. Why not? We're going to be at 6th and the Cube. Why not? Why, why, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I feel like the traffic sometimes over here is a little suspect. You think? Yeah, it's a little suspect. You know, you see things down here that you don't see at 98th and University. Oh, no, this is true. <laughs> I mean, there's different, just a, just a different crowd. It's a more... It's a global crowd. <laughs> Transient crowd. <laughs> Could be some of that. Global crowd. <laughs> it's, a global, it's, it's global. It's got global. People of all ages. Worldwide. It still befuddles me the way that people just refuse to use <clears throat> the crosswalks in this town. Uh, the 50th and Q area. There's just a suggestion. Especially if you're in a wheelchair. They're just, just you get wheels, just roll out there, man. They'll stop. I mean, I just it just it just it blows me away sometimes. And then people wonder why are people getting killed in the middle of the road? Because they that, don't go to the crosswalk. That's why. There's not a crosswalk on the Marsha Shop, though. Actually, there is. They put a nice big crossover, <laughs> yes. safe above the traffic. Right. No. And yet, people still decide. I'm, I'm not going to walk that 20 yards to go down there and get on that thing. I so I was coming back from the airport the other day, mm-hmm. and I was driving down the Marsha Sharp, and I saw a car pull over. Right. And a guy get out mm-hmm. with his dog and just start walking across the street. <laughs> he got out of the passenger side. And I was just like, what the heck? What's going on here? And, and that guy was not like trying to get across. He was just at his own pace. Steve, do you think Tech is going to win eight games? Yes. <laughs> I don't have to ask anybody over to Avenue Q either. Okay. I think they're going to win eight games. And that's Jamie's question I think, today. I think they have a chance to win thank nine. You, thank you, Jeff, for cleaning that up for us. I don't think that... Uh, did Chuck ever actually give us one? Yes, I said that. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. I do think that we will win eight games with a chance to win nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I don't think that we're going to get through non-conference unscathed, though. Ooh. Which is why, if we do, everything changes. Everything changes if you win. Now... I'm going to pay close attention to what Oregon does mm-hmm. after that. 7.36 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Uh, this Someone in that area may be offering you a job, Chuck. I doubt that. No. I got hit up on, on Monday, stopping in at the, that, that convenience store. and uh, The one there at 4th and Q? Yeah. And I was there at, at, uh, at you know, yeah. Probably five forty in the morning. Mm, that's not a good time to be there. And, and there was a cat there who walked up to me, and I recognized this cat. A cat? Who's no, this dude. Cliff Cat? <laughs> Kirby Cat? Kirby Cat? Kirby Ho Cat? Yes, this is his full name. Um, this dude walked up to me, and he even gave me his name, and I recognized. He even it. gave you his name? He goes, yeah, and he he told me his story. And he had told me his story, except I had heard this story back in November. Okay. At another convenience store, not that (laughs) far away from that convenience store. And the the result was the same. I mean, because it was either I can have a conversation with this cat or I can just give him a dollar and have him go away. I took the the dollar option. Here's a dollar. Mm -hmm. Go away. And, uh. But I'm like, dude, you don't recognize me? No, I, mean, I recognize you. <laughs> We've met. We've had this conversation before, dude. 
You started the same way we started last. Don't, what kind of car is that? That's a good-looking car. Don't you think that maybe he has that conversation with a, with a lot of people? He probably does. I have lots of conversations with people all the time, but I, you know, I tend to rem- remember the conversations I have with people that. You probably me haven't had that many store. conversations with people like that. And he's probably had a lot of conversations with yeah. people like that. Yeah. Would be my would be my guess. Well, probably. Yeah. I mean. Maybe you should go to the convenience store the night before. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> 7.38 this morning here on the morning drive. We'll have Ranger Baseball tonight. Or t- yeah, tonight. I did stop 5:30. at a different one today. You what? I stopped at a different one. Did you? Yeah. Closer to my house. Closer to your house. <laughs> <laughs> I was not accosted this week. You were not accosted. <laughs> His name was Quentin, by the way. What did you say? His name was Quentin. 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 Okay. Uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Texas Tech will play Texas for the right to go to the Big 12 championship game, and Texas Tech will beat Oklahoma in that game for their first title. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, yeah, that would well, that'd be that something. Mean? That'd be back-to-back so years of beating other, Texas in other words, Oklahoma. That hmm. would mean that the, the, the top three teams at that point would be Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas Tech tied for second place. Or... Texas Tech and Texas tied for first place in Oklahoma in third place. Mm-hmm. With the loser dropping below and elevating Oklahoma to that. So yeah. That's how that scenario gets there. How likely do you think that is? It's not unlikely. It's not unlikely. This um, sounds like Sneed needs a jalopy instead of a nice car. Oh. This, my dad and I had that same conversation with that guy. Man, that's a nice looking truck. <laughs> that's how it starts. That's how it starts. <laughs> Can you help a fellow out? He told me, he says, my wife is in the car. We're trying to go, we're trying to check into this uh, hotel over here. He told me that two different times. Both mm. different convenience stores. I heard mm. that same story. I was like, man. And so this dollar is going to get you there? Here you go, man. <laughs> go get it, man. If it worked for you, uh, maybe that's a, that's, a, that's the sales just, pitch, right? It is. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hour three of three about to begin. Where have you been? Thank you for being with us today. We come to you this morning. Uh, Chris, who's in for Jamie, Jeff, and I from the First United Bank studio. and look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. 806-771-0973. If you're still on vacay or uh, took an extra just a couple of days because of the 4th of July, you can uh, you know weigh in with uh, basically what your, uh, what your status is. And... Um, also, if anything spectacular happened yesterday that you would like to that you'd like to share, anything spectacular happened yesterday that you would like to share? Were your burgers extra outstanding? Good. I ate some outstanding banana pudding. Oh, did the missus make that? Yeah, it was good. Who, who made it? The store make it, or no. she she make it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't. I couldn't understand you. Can I? I you can said, I? Can I give a low light? No, this is pre. Sure. sure. And this is going to serve as a, this is also going to serve as a. Uh, is this a bit of a rant here? Turn into a rant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By all, 
by could, all means, could, bring, could, by all means, bring us down, Chris. I'm not going to bring anyone down. This I'm, I'm going to. This is going to be a public service announcement. Okay. This is man helping man here. Okay. Did you know? Uh, this would be helpful. Yeah. When you. Uh, uh, did you know that uh, I learned a few things? I had to renew my driver's license. Okay. You know, my, my driver's license expires on my birthday, mm-hmm. which is coming up here um, next two weeks from now. Okay. Um, and um, who's from today, as a matter of fact? Um, well, by all means, we'll get the flags out. Well, I'm just thinking about <laughs> it. I'm putting two and two together and getting five. Come okay. on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm about to uh, embark upon a, a road trip, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it's not that it's going to expire on the road trip. I just don't want to mess with it. Sure. So um, it. I'm trying to be proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, did you know that you cannot re- the online renewal of your driver's license? You can only do that one time in a row. I you, can only not, do, you can only do that one time in a row. We, and then you have to go in. You and can and, only do that one time in a row. Does that doesn't make any damn sense? I know. You can do it once. And, and then, then you got to get a new picture yeah. and then do it again. Exactly. And get a new exactly. So it's not just once. You just ha- can't. I know. Do it I did time. it. I didn't realize that I had done that online last mm-hmm. time. And so I went and I and I tried to renew online. I said, you were not eligible to renew online. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't have any tickets. I don't have any warrants. I don't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. I looked at eligibility. You says I can't do it. So I set my appointment to go down there. And I made an appointment for one fifteen because I knew I was going to be in a staff meeting mm-hmm. after following the show on Monday. So I gave myself some time. I went down there. I was early. Mm-hmm. I checked in. Mm-hmm. Nice person. I checked in. And... They said, okay, now you've checked in. Go over and see this guy at the kiosk. I said, go to the kiosk. Mm-hmm. The guy goes, what's your, num- your phone number? I give my phone number. Check in. I get my little number, A0126. Okay. Sit down and wait for my number. I'm early. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm playing the words with friends on my phone while I'm waiting, checking the email. A0126 pops up. I'm here. I'm going to walk around the corner. I walk around the corner. I sit down. Mm-hmm. I said, she goes, what can we do for you today? I said, I'd like to renew my driver's license. She goes, okay, that's great. We can do that for you right now. Do you have your birth certificate and or passport? Huh? Have you ever had to have your birth certificate and or passport if you're if you're getting a renewal? I, I don't believe so. Exactly. Do you think that would have been helpful for maybe the first person or the second person? To tell me before I got to the third person? Probably so. Do you think that when it would have been helpful for that to say some word? And and by the way, and this is not a knock on any of the people at the at the at the You found them to be warm and friendly and they were very warm and friendly and everything. And and, and I, this is helpful. not a knock on them. This is a complete and total knock on the Texas Department of Public Safety's website. Mrs. Because it Chris sucks. Sneed. Okay, it sucks. Hey, I don't care. You can come and pull me over if you want. Hey, DPS, your your website stinks. Okay, it didn't say anywhere. It didn't say anywhere on your stinking website that, by the way, we changed the law since you last renewed your license three years ago. That you have to bring your license, your birth certificate, and or a passport. This would have been helpful information for you to sell me on that website. It would have been helpful for the person at the kiosk and the person that sent me to the next place before I sat down in front of a nice lady who said, do you have your passport and or birth certificate? And I said, no, I don't. I do not. 
Well, I could look and see if we have it on file for you, and I'm pretty sure it didn't break the last time I did that because I did it online! <laughs> and I can't do that more than once in a row. So I had to walk out the door because once they once you get up and you leave, they funnel you right out the door. I had to walk right back into the front door again I bet you and that talk was... to a really guy. And he was this guy was great. He was hey, Sour this speed. is this is not a knock on any of the people that are working at that office right down there over on Nutmeg Avenue because they are all great people and they are they are wonderful people. It was this is not their fault. They are working within a system that is broken. That broken system it belongs in the Department of Public Safety in the city of Austin, Texas, because they don't know what the heck they are doing down there because you're website is the worst website in the history of websites. Just one time, one time, I wish someone would have told me, hey, by the way, you want to bring your birth certificate and or passport because we changed the law in one of our in our ridiculous sessions that we have every other year in Austin, Texas. So this man helping man or even man helping woman, man helping first time child, bring your birth certificate and or passport if you have one because they will send you away without question or despair. To make you bring that back. We uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Sneed, dot, dot, dot. They tell you in the email to bring that documentation. They did not. They you, did not. Do you have that email? I have that email. They did not. I went back and looked at that email. It did not tell me to bring that. Not even in the fine print? No. Not even? Not, not even in the fine print. Did you, no. you want to forward that to me so I can examine it as well? Well, forward that to you to examine it as well? <laughs> yeah. Good God almighty. Somebody says this went through that a couple of weeks ago. Ridiculous. It is. Thank you, Sneed. I need to renew my license, too. I had to have mine last time I had mine renewed. Should have known, Should have shown it on the renewal notice. Exactly. I'm ready to go to war for Sneed. War on DPS, July 5th. Remember Chris Sneed. <laughs> it's a prime example of inefficient government, Chris. And to be honest, we shouldn't need licenses and or registrations. That from South Texas Ambassador Preston. I was ready to run through the DMV wall after that speech and music. Uh, daughter number two. She had her wallet stolen in college. Yep, I remember that. She had to find her birth certificate and her yearbook to renew my license. So they have a, another form of ID and photo. I am, I am renewed, though. I am renewed. And is it with your goatee? It is with the goatee. Oh, my God. That was the, that was the other part right there. I, got, I was like, I didn't know I was taking a picture today. Great. So now I'm taking a picture, and for the next three years, I'm gonna or four years or wherever this is, this uh, I'm gonna have a goatee. I got a letter telling me in the mail what was needed: social security card and both birth certificate. Nope, they did not ask for that. Sneed is a real American. Did you forward me that email? I have, gotta go find it, man. Okay. God, just hold your horses over there. <laughs> hold some horses. You know, I once worked with someone when she uh, she was a co-host of mine. When she went to get her driver's license renewed, this is a true story. Mm -hmm. She said the picture was so good she wanted to know she wanted to know if they could give it to her so she could have a portrait made of it. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yes. Okay, I'm looking for this here. Uh somebody says it says it right here. In person. <laughs> This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.